Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. Week's Devil the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxton. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? Happy Easter to all our listeners and yourself, Paul. How's your, your Easter weekend been so far? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, happy Easter, mate, and to all the listeners. Been really good. Um, good Friday was it was a great day, wasn't it? In the sunshine at Warrington and a fantastic result as well. Uh, yesterday I did a bit of relaxing and relaxing again today, and then uh, off to the match tomorrow. So um, so yeah, really good. Really enjoying. Uh, it's nice to have a bit of time off working with the weather being like this. It's uh, it's great, isn't it? And it makes you feel better as well. And like I said before, it was. Um, I won't say it was. A sh- yeah, I think it was a bit of a shock on. On Friday, the result, and I won 25 quid as well. So I backed us at four to one. So that was a little bonus for me. Yeah, I could have won an handles, but we'll get onto that later on. Yeah, all right. We'll talk about our betting afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was going on, on on this week's show? Uh, we're going to look, obviously look back at the victory against Warrington on Good Friday. We've got interviews with Daniel Murray, Joey Lucy, we've got Ian Watson in coaches' corner, and then we're going to preview the game on Bank Holiday Monday against Wigan Warriors. So, what we'll do, we'll start off with a victory against Warrington on Good Friday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, so for the Devils, were victorious away at Warrington on Good Friday. 36 points to 12. Here are the highlights looking back at the fabulous tries that we scored. This is 94.4 FM. Salford City Radio. Hello, this is David Sullivan Jr. You're listening to Sports Zone on Salford City Radio. Lusick to Lewis, drop-off ball to Hastings, to Evels. Evels runs out of space, though. Warrington's defence comes up quick and uh, make the tackle. Lusick again, Hastings, drop-off ball to George Griffin. Griffin trying to find a bit of space, but he's wrapped up by three Warrington defenders and Salford asking questions. It's Lusick, Hastings... Drop off ball to Adam Walker this time, and he comes back on the inside. Warrington struggling to key the big man out, big man from getting over the line, but they just managed that. Two metres out, Lusick to Hastings. Long ball to Lewis. Little kick through. Wellham's there. Wellham's going to score. Yes! Great try by Chris Wellham. Little kick through. And Chris Wellham opens the scoring for Salford Devils. Eight minutes gone. Salford Devils lead. It's Warrington Wolves nil. Salford Devils four with a kick to come. So we continue to go forward, penalty against Warrington for offside and it'll be a penalty to Salford who will uh, find touch to clear their lines. It'll be Jackson Hastings. Tries to hit me but misses that time and uh, it's going to be Chris Wellham to uh, give it to Jones and Jones looks, looks to run into the space and it's brought down on the Warrington 40. It's Joey Lusick at the play the ball for Salford. It's Hastings, gives it to Greg Burke, and Burke bounces off one man, and he's brought down on the Warrington 30. It's Louis, Louis back on the inside, Lusick gives it to Hastings, he's got options, gives it to Walker, who straightens up, spins out of one challenge, comes back across the field, offloads to Dudson, Dudson skips past one Warrington vendor, comes forward for Salford, and Salford have good momentum in this set. 15 metres out, Salford Red Devils, it's Lusick, to Burke, Burke dummies, skips past one man, Lusick, looking for options, goes down the middle, and Joey Lusick scores, under the post for Salford Red Devils, collides with a post, but nobody cares, Salford Red Devils lead, here at the Halliwell Jones Stadium, it's Warrington Wolves nil, Salford Red Devils 10, with a kick to come, trying to get goal forward, but Warrington Wolves slowing the play, the ball down, Tyrone McCarthy's on for Salford now, and he's, 
for the running as always it's Lusick is it to Jones skips past one defender skips past another and Jones pinball on his way up the field over the uh, Warrington 40 and it's uh, Joey Lusick at the play of the ball Lusick to Daniel Murray and Murray is on the field playing against his former club it's Hastings ball's put in the air Christian Inu's under it Griffin's under it ball's picked up by Inu looking to offload gives it to Daniel Murray and Murray's over under the post for the Red Devils scores against his former club great try for Daniel Murray great take by Christian Inu and Daniel Murray extends Salford's lead it's Salford Red Devils leading it's Warrington Wolves 6 Salford Red Devils 18 with a kick to come Hastings is, uh, is safe and well and their penalty will be Salford's with 4 minutes to go it's going to be uh, Joey Lusick it's a fine touch for Salford and a chance now for Salford to turn the screw and pick up more points it's uh, George Griffin driving forward for Salford brought down 15 metres out it's Lusick at the play of the ball Lusick to Murray Murray skips and brought down by three Warrington defenders 8 metres out it's Lusick at the play of the ball Lusick to Hastings he has runners gives it to Rob Lewis skips past one man he's over <laughs> Rob Lewis by the post for Silver Red Devils great work by the standoff and uh, Silver Red Devils extend their lead further here it's not a good Friday it's a great Friday at the moment for Silver Red Devils the score at the moment Warrington Wolves 6 Silver Red Devils 26 with a kick to come and it's going to be a uh a scrum down Salford leading 30 points to 6 and it's uh, another opportunity for Salford to turn the screw and uh, put more points on the board oh, Lusick has to wait for the referee to uh, blow his whistle before, he, before the, scrim, the scrum is formed it's going to be Rob Lewis Lewis to Hastings Hastings has runners gives it to George Griffin who's uh, wrapped up 10 metres out it's Lusick gives it to Ben Nakamurai then Ben Nakamurai skips back a one challenge he's looking for the line but he's brought down 2 metres out Lusick Hastings Louis he's got options gives his levels it's going to be Bibby for the corner yes Jake Bibby finds the corner for Salford lovely work by Rob Louis and Jake Bibby extends Salford lead further it's Warrington Wolves 6, Silver and Devils 34 with a kick to come. So Paul, great win on a Friday for Silver and Devils. Not everyone expected it, I did, but what a great win. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I backed us 24-18 on my prediction thing. I think that's what I said on here. Um, I think that was more a heart prediction than a head. I, I did fear for us a bit with, with Warrington's pace, but I know when we did the podcast uh, prior to the game, I did have a feeling with the weather and that. And I said to you, you know, if we can, if we can turn them around, Warrington, they've got some big guys there, some big forwards, and you know, that's a Chris Hill and knock it on a bit now. And I thought we can get them blowing and get some momentum. I, I thought you know we've got a chance, and if you can get a bit of a lead, and you know. Things start don't start going your way. We we seem to build a bit of a role, didn't we? I know Warrington had, had chances. They, they did. They bombed a, a few chances, didn't they? they were passed from Atkins, went in the stand a few times to Josh Charlie. As that set, that first half sort of progressed, I remember saying to my dad, you know, this could be our day, this because things are going our way. And um, I thought Warrington's defence was shocking at, at times, especially for Robert Lewis try sort of walk through, didn't he? So they'll they'll have. Um, They'll have their own own views on that, won't they? But for us, it doesn't matter for us. I th you don't take anything away from Solver. I thought from minute one to eight, he was very, very clinical. And, um, you know, we did everything right, really. Yeah, like we said before, we talked about it on the previous on the podcast. You know, the weather, Catalan Dragons away, fabulous weather there, fantastic victory. Good, fri good Friday, the sun was out, another great victory. It might be, it might be solar powered, Paul, that might be the thing. 
I think we're very mobile, Rob. I think we've got a very mobile pack of forwards. I thought Greg Burke was absolutely outstanding playing at loose forward, especially that try set up for Lussick. If you watch that back, the the footwork that he shows there and the offload, it just shows you that he's got a lot more to his game than just a just a prop forward. I think you know loose forward could be his position. I thought he was excellent. You no, know, that's a Gil Dudson. Josh Jones, Daniel Murray was absolutely outstanding, and he got the biggest cheer of the day. I thought when he when he got his uh, his try, and he was a, he's a real fan's favourite, Dan, and I was really delighted for him to, to to score. I know you got to speak to him. I, I was really excited. I wanted to speak to him after the game, but you got in there before me. But um, but no, it was it was great. And some of the tries we scored, Joey Lussick's try as well. He took took some score in that, and, and Jake Bibby's in the corner. It was there was some real excellent. Um, Excellent play from us when we when we did have the ball. I thought we had to do a lot of defending as well. We defended really well. We had Chris Wellham, Sinbin there, and I had to score a try, Warrington from that. But we defended manfully throughout that game, and uh, you know, I guess a very robust pack of forwards, a lot of pace, Warrington, some classy players as well. Um, you know, the, the Blake Austin, the, the standoff, he, he's built like a second row forward. I mean, you see that from the try that he scored. But no, I think I for me, it eclipsed the Catalans win. I thought it was a better win, you know, because Warrington. Uh, for me, are a better side than Catalan, a more consistent side, and to go that and do that, that, that there to them on their own ground is is a great result. Yeah, talking about Daniel Murray and Joey Lucic, like you said, I spoke to him after the game, and this is what they have to say. So I'm joined by Daniel Murray. What a great win! Yeah, definitely. I'm absolutely ecstatic. It's still not sunk in, to be honest. But yeah, it's a great win to get on the get the Easter period rolling. Yeah, first try of the season as well. And super big try. Yeah, there was yeah. a bit of pressure building. My mate Paul was keep going about it. Well, Dan made to get over the line, and you have today. Yeah, yeah, I was just I didn't really think about it. Just glad to keep mentioning it. He's still on the nude it is, and I was just going, oh, it'll come, it'll come, and yeah, it's paid off. So I'll uh, say thanks to Anu for that one. <laughs> yeah, obviously going for it on bank holiday Monday. Yeah. Um, what's your thought process on that? Is it obviously? You're building up to that two games in two days. It's going to be tough on you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just uh, back to business, really. It's start again and just make sure that we build from this. And we're saying in the changing rooms, this will kickstart our season off now. So, yeah, let's go again. And hopefully, so, two from two, we'll beat Wigan. Definitely, yeah. They'll, 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 what was the score? Got beat today, Wigan. Oh well, they'll be uh, sucking on the wounds. So, they will, yeah, won't they? We'll be, we'll be coming out fighting for. So I'm joined by Joey Lucic. What a big win! Yeah, no, it was good, you know, um, you know, Warrington, they're one of the top teams. We knew we had our game faces on and we, we got away with a good win there. Obviously, is there anything, anything like this in Australia? Obviously, backing up two games in, what, three days? Yeah, no, there's nothing like that at all. So, But, you know, it's a big, big cultural thing here. You know, it's been going on for many years. So, we're really looking forward to it, looking for the challenge, you know, two tough games and good start there. Yeah, obviously, back in the team, working hard, you and uh, Josh Wood, round that rook, causing all kinds of problems. Yeah, you know, we, we, we thought, you know, there's a bit of a... An opportunity there around the ruck and our forwards, you know, really set the platform outside backs, did what they had to do and it, it really opened up for us to Yeah, we're going on Monday. They've lost today. Could be another win for us. Yeah, no, hopefully, you know, we, we want to try win as many as we can. Um, you know, but Wigan, they're a powerhouse club. Injuries or not, you know, they're always gonna come home strong, so we're gonna be on our best performances for them. Brilliant. Big thanks talk to us in the devil detail. So that was Daniel Murray and Joey Lusick talking to me after the game, Paul, and obviously both very happy about the result. Obviously Daniel Murray happy about getting off the nutty run and uh, you know, both players I thought were, were fantastic on, on, on Friday. Like you said, all of them were fantastic. And, uh, you know, it's a good sign, I think, obviously going to places like Warrington and really putting the upset on them. Yeah, definitely. It's about building a consistency you now. But, you know, two good lads there, Joey and Daniel Murray. Daniel Murray, he always speaks to us, doesn't he? He's a lovely lad, real, real great character. And um, as I said before, he has a, a bit of a fan club, uh, Daniel. I, I noticed on Twitter that some of our supporters treated him to some... Uh, some uh, chocolate obnob biscuits, his favourite biscuits for getting his try, which I thought was quite funny. But that's that's a great thing that we've got with, with, with the players at Salford, haven't we? There's some great banter between the supporters and, and the players and um, a great relationship as well that, that Ian Watson's building. That's something I spoke to Ian about on um, on Friday after the game, just sort of saying that you know him and his staff seem to have this ability to, to pick these players up, the likes of Daniel Murray, Ed Chamberlain, Greg Burke, Gil Dudson, you know, many more as well, and Chris Wellham. You know, guys that are perhaps not not in favour at the, the respective clubs that they're at, and we bring them in at Salford, and we seem to be able to get the best out of them and, and nurture them into to better players than what they were before. And I think that's a, that's a great trait to have that that, that Wattle's got, and uh, you know, long may that continue. Yeah, can, can you imagine the sheer panic when uh, Daniel Murray scored and everyone looks out and says, "Come, we've got to run off and get them biscuits now." Good job, there's a Tesco's there, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, I'm, 
No, I was absolutely delighted for for Daniel, and uh, you know, stood behind the sticks there when he walked back after his try, and you know, everybody was 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 giving him all the credit there. He had a massive smile on his face. Really, really good kid, and um, you know, he's a great character. And every time you see him, he's always in the same mood. He's, he's a lovely lad, and uh, let's hope he can score against his hometown club on, on Monday. Wigan, he's a Wigan lad, Daniel. So. Uh, Hopefully he can score against against Wigan. That'd be great if he could get another try this week. I spoke to Adam Walker the other week and he sort of laughed at, at Daniel when he said, oh, I, I, I'm pretty confident I can score more tries than Daniel. But from where I've added it now, I think they're both on one apiece, aren't they? So, uh, you know, come on, Daniel, get another one on Monday. Yeah, like you said, you spoke to Ian Watson after the game and this is what you have to say. Coach's Corner. Right, I'm delighted to say I've been joined by Ian Watson. Um, I think you just said it in the press conference. How could we top that victory away at the Catalans? I think you, I think you did today, didn't you? Yeah, I, I think our performance today was really good, mate. It was everyone bought into what we was about? We spoke about this through the week. How yeah, we have lost some games and we've been really disappointed with losing them games because we, we we feel we should be winning them games, but. We've been building through our processes to kind of get to this point now, and to be fair, the boys have carried that out to the to the letter today, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. To come to Warrington away from home and get the result is a no mean feat. So it's a it's a great uh, great. The conditions before the game, did you think into that like your mobile pack and that was it with the tactics in that of the yeah. weather and turning Warrington round and tiring them out? Yeah, well, we, we spoke about listen, we spoke about all, all the kind of things that we work on in the game, or we've been working on this pre uh, this pre season, which we knew would get us the results against the top teams and we fell short even being honest in some of the other games um, on certain things on certain areas and we've, we've we've spoke about getting better and better at them every single week and we have but our, our problem was we weren't consistent enough in them areas um, today we was outstanding in them areas although we, we did start quite poorly we've given three penalties away in yardage straight away which was a problem but our resilience to defend goal line was outstanding I thought the mentality of the boys was was terrific and we've done quite a bit of that in, in the week as well um, to make sure that we went in this game with the right mindset and like I say the players have nailed it mate they deserve a lot of credit for what they've done there You speak about a lot about completion rates and things yeah. like that and I think when you get that completion rate right it's a totally different game isn't it yeah. because if we could play that against Hull or yeah. Wakefield Castleford a few weeks ago yeah. it was just no mistakes at all really today wasn't Yeah it? no we were very very clinical today I think if you if you look at Hull um, and we go back through that we made nine breaks against Hull and they made one against us which it tells you a story in that your D's good and you're not you're not getting broken up, um, which today you can see our systems are good. If we have a good fair share of the ball, our D's very, very good and teams struggle to break us down. But when you're turning ball over and you're making errors and you're giving penalties away, you're making yourself do that much extra defending. At some point you're going to break and it's a, it's, a, it's a really kind of tough mentality to really stick in games like that. And, Probably potentially the, the champion kind of champions have that kind of mentality where they can maybe ride that some, that game out. We're not at that kind of level yet. We've been building to that all the time, and so we need to really do have a focus of completing our sets, and then we can defend well on the back of it when we're fresh and we've got energy about us. It might be a simple point, but having Krishna Inu in there, yeah. a confident goal kicker, you were going up in sixes today, yeah. and the penalty goals as well. That must make a lot of difference psychologically yeah. for the players. Yeah, of course it goes. Uh, obviously, there was, there was a few times where we we got penalties. But obviously some of our guys were kind of blowing on the back end of that. So we, we took the two where sometimes we'd have liked to have kind of probably had a little run as well. Did you want them to run it there? Cause there were... No, no. When we took the two was the right yep. calls. We, we, when we ran it, we ran it at the right time as well. There, there was one where we needed to take the two because we had about four or five guys just saying, I I'm gone. And it was at a pe period in the game where... It was just after half time, so then we took the two straight away. But then the next time we came down, we ran. Um, where because all the boys then were feeling good, they got a bit of energy back from the kick on the last one. Then they got a penalty coming out of yardage, so they were on the front foot, so they're feeling good. Then so we ran at the right times. The boys picked it at the right moments today. I think credit probably Josh Jones that as well. He's pretty smart. He knows when to when to kick for two and when to kind of keep the ball rolling as well as as well as what Robbie and um, Jacko do to be fair. I think it's really hard to pick out a man of the match. I think a couple of the unsung guys, I mean Gil Dudson, I mean a few eyebrows were raised when he came in. Yeah. How, how impressed have you been with him, Greg Burke as well? Running the blood to water. Well, well I, I knew what Gil was about mate. I, I know a lot of people had kind of reservations about Gil and kind of saying like it was a penalty machine and easy player and stuff like that but Gil's a great player Gil was a great player at Wigan um, we needed to get Gil in the condition that he was in at Wigan or better than that and you can see we did that in the pre-season and you can see the season he's having now he's being outstanding sometimes it's just you, you find a club which suits you um, players like Gil Dudson I knew through my own career and I knew what mentality they had that he was a winning mentality he wanted to win um, Greg Burke I knew he came through a tough school at kind of Wigan 
but watching him and meeting him and speaking to him, you knew he had an, a competitive attitude and wanted to win as well. So they're the guys that we need at Salford. We need we need them people. We we can't have too many maybe of the of the big glory guys because without the hard workers and the, the nitty gritty stuff, you're not going to go very far anyway. Whereas Salford's always been kind of um, probably similar to the kind of culture of Salford really it's a tough hard working kind of town isn't it and, and that's the mentality that we try and build the players on that they have that kind of respect for the club and that the thing above everything else is the work ethic has to be number one priority rather than that, the showboating stuff and the egotistic things it's got to be about working hard and respecting each other and working hard for each other Is it fair to say Ian Watson can spot a player with potential because you seem to be able to bring these guys in like of Ed Chamberlain eyebrows are raised when we signed him yeah, and you've got, the be- you've got the best out of these guys and yeah. it's credit to you Well, that, To be fair it's credit to our full group Mate, to be fair, our, our backroom team is a good backroom team. I discuss everything with Gleese, I discuss everything with my SNC. I'll pick a player I spoke to Greg Brown to be fair about Gil when we brought Gil in, and I just said, Mate, I need you to have a little look at him. I said, Now I know what Gil can be as a player. I said, But his condition is not right for me. You tell me if you can get him in that condition. Mm-hmm. And he just went, Now we can get him in there. He said, So he had a little look at some of his games, and he looked, We can get him there. And then we, me and Gleese looked over it like he'd rugby stuff, and we, like I say, we, we knew what he was about. So it's about working together as a group, really, more than it is um, an individual thing. We're, we're a very kind of close knit backroom team from medical all the way through to S&C and through to the coaching team and like I say we discuss stuff daily all the time so we're always on the so it's kind of it's, it's our team it's not just one person's team it's our, it's our team as a group and we take pride in that How excited are you and the boys for London you know, you've got Wigan Warriors yep. at home it's a perfect game that isn't well, it well, now against one of the big boys as well I mean you must be excited for that one now Yeah yeah no it's a important back up it's, um, it's kind of short lived after the Easter weekend you'd love to kind of celebrate the full weekend now wouldn't you after the With us playing the Wigan away. like just a few weeks ago yep. have you got a second chance against them yep. now because that was a game we could have won and I know I'm speaking to you after the game yep. you was a bit disappointed at losing that game yeah it was devastated to be fair in that game because we, we felt real confident going into it and like, that's what I say we've been really building we've just been inconsistent in certain parts but hopefully that today shows the boys that the things we're asking them to do and the things that they are doing and playing to their strengths gets you the results we just need to keep it real simple we need to complete our sets and we need to be disciplined when we're defending as well and we'll do well mate I think the loudest cheer of the day today, finally, was Daniel Murray scoring this try. <laughs> and I think he'll be off the nudie run, so I'll be, be yeah, delighted about that. top busing around Warrington. Yeah, I'm sure so. he will. Well, thanks very much for speaking yeah. to us today, Ian. And have a nice evening. I'll see you Monday, mate. Brilliant, cheers, Paul. Cheers. So that was Ian Watson, Paul, talking to yourself after the game. And, you know, he was very happy with the performance, uh, smiling from ear to ear. To ear. Yeah, he certainly was. I was very pleased with him as well. Um, you know, he, he took a bit of a, a bit of flack, didn't he, after we were coming back from from Catalans. You know, one or two supporters were sort of questioning him after the four defeats. But you know, we weren't that far away in those defeats, were we? To, to Wigan, Wakefield, Castleford, and uh, and Hull, we was you know he's only a score in, in each of those games really. So we've not been a million miles. Off. I think that that performance has definitely been coming. But to go there to Warrington and, and beat them like that, you know, one of the fancied sides, and let's have it right, they had all their players out. They, they weren't like they had loaded injuries. They had, you know, more or less a full-strength side out there, some class players in that team. And I thought we completely nullified them and, and stopped them from playing and, and did a massive job on them. And, and that's credit to, to Ian Watson. He got his tactics absolutely perfect. And uh, as he said in his interview there, it's, it's a collective thing with, with Ian. He's a very humble guy and he was thanking his staff as well. They all work, work together really well. The relationship he's got with his staff and his players is second to none. Yeah, like you said, I think tactically he was spot on. Kicking deep. I think he did a good job on Ben Mernet Masala as well, keeping him active in, in the defensive line. Because obviously he's a big unit, Paul. And if he's got juice in his tank, he'll punish you. Uh, but I thought we just kept him in the active zone on every set kept, and just kind of blew himself out in the end. But, you know, I thought, like you said, Ian Watson, tactically, you know, unbelievable on Friday. Yeah, he was. I noticed a stat what somebody put on um, social media yesterday about Mr. Silla. I think he only made sort of 30 metres in the game and they, were, they wanted to sports were criticising. But I think that, that was very unfair. I thought Masilla worked really hard on, on Friday and you could tell he was really frustrated. And he, he's, he's not. I think the, the comment that the guy said he was born idle. And I think that what a load of rubbish. Ben Murdoch Masilla is one of the most hard working players you, you, you'll see. And you could see he was so frustrated. And uh, we didn't let him play, though. We didn't let him run. Every time he got the ball, we bottled him up. So we stopped him from making those yards. Plus the fact he didn't get a lot of game time anyway. I don't think he played that long in the match. But uh, no, Salford did a good number on him. They really did. And they stopped those threats, didn't they? We, um, you know, Josh Charlie's got loads of pace, but we, we sort of kept him at arm's length as well. And Stefan Ratchard coming out from, from full-back. How many times has Stefan scored against us or had a great game against us? But we stopped him. We nullified everything that he did and we... 
you know, the kick chase was good, the kicking game. I thought some of the last tackle play kicks were a bit predictable at times, but when we needed it to be good, it, it was good and it sort of pegged Warrington back. And as I say, Watson got his, got his tactics bang on. Yeah, I, th- I think Warrington play Ben Mennett and Salah the, a different way, don't they? They kind of play yeah. in the middle, don't they? Kind of, you know, curve, sort of running from, get this right, kind of outside to in, when we used to run in from inside to out. If that makes sense, he's running at smaller men for us. If you know what I mean, so he's making, yeah, they, they, they tend to use him as more as a battering ram, don't they? Yeah. He's a to me when he scored those fifteen tries for us, we were using him out wide as a, as a strong running second rower, weren't we? And that's where that's where he's good. That's where he comes into his own, you know, on the burst there because he's got a bit of pace at Ben as well. So um, so that that's up to Warrington how they, how they use him and how they how they see fit. But you know, at Salford, he, I thought we got the best out of him at Salford. We did, we did indeed. Obviously, I'd him back tomorrow if I could. To be fair, but you know, it's like I say, I think Warrington are kind of using, using him wrong, but yeah, like I say that's the uh, Warrington way they decide, you know, how they want to use him. Um, and obviously, he's not he's not doing it for them right now. So, no, 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 you're right, Rob. But I'm sure Steve Price is, you know, he's, he's a good he's a good coach, isn't he? And he'll know, he'll know how to use him. And uh, we'll have to see how, how it goes for the rest of the season. I still think Warrington are going to be up there challenging, though. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, obviously, looking back at the game, first half I thought they were very impressive in attack, quite clinical. Second half, so solid defence, and that's what's important, I think. Obviously, top side, you know, your defence wins, you know, trophies, and it showed, you know, very good defensive abilities there. Yeah, I thought we got amongst Warrington. We made them make a lot of mistakes, didn't we? They, they, they knocked on quite a few times throughout the game, and. You know, it's a, it's it's a simple game sometimes, really. If you can get a good high completion rate. And you, you're keeping possession. You're starving the other team of possession, so the other team is doing loads of tackling and wearing themselves out. And I think that's what we did. We kept holding the ball. Our completion rate was really high. We didn't make many mistakes. And it takes a lot of, for want of a better word, the word you use, juice out of your tank. And I think we we took a lot of juice off off Warrington there because, you know, when we look back to the games against Hull, particularly when we played Hull a few weeks ago, I think our completion rate was was, was terrible in that game, wasn't it? And we gave ourselves a lot of work to do. And looking back at the game, I don't think we actually made tons and tons of breaks, but we were, like you said, we were clinical. We took our chances when when they came. And um, one thing that, that stood out for me was the goal kicking. I think that having that goal kicker who, who, who's really consistent, like Chris Nunu has been, and be able to kick penalties as well, that confidence, you know, going up in six points and adding the, the two points on from penalty goals as well. You know, we were 14 nil up within the blink of an eye, weren't you? And Warrington were chasing the game. I know it's only 14 nil, but they're chasing the game already. And once you can start building a bit of a lead, it makes a massive difference. Apart from when he misses one, which costs you a Nando's. Oh, they only missed one. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do too bad, did he? No. Yeah. Right, he said it's important that you make four into six, don't you? And he's, you know, he's certainly got you know that ability to do that. And obviously, we've not had that have we for a, for a while. Being you know, when you're going up in six, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? As well, I thought as well. Yeah, yeah. Twelve men. I thought that was important. Chris Wellham gets gets Simbin, and I thought at that point, I thought Warrington might come in and give us a good goal. But you know, the boys stood up defensively. They stood you know together. Uh, didn't give Warrington too much. I don't know. They conceded. They conceded one try, didn't they? Um, they scored off the first play, didn't they? When Wellham yeah. went off, they moved the ball and scored. But that try was debatable. I thought he was in touch. I mean, obviously no big screen there, but it, it was um, it'd been touch and goal. That I think. Because the corner flag went over. It was a good finish from the one to win it with Bryson Goodwin, I think it was. But, you know, it could have possibly been in touch. So I thought it was harsh Simbin in that, to be honest with you. Um, I know they put us on a team warning, but I thought that referee was a bit pedantic, for want of a better word there. He he, um, he seems to be very whistle-happy, didn't he, with his penalties. A lot of penalties in the game. Yeah, he was. He was. Well, I said, I suppose that helped us, obviously, because we were able to sort of, sort of put pressure on Warrant in our own way, don't we? We don't want the game to kind of run away from us, do we? Um, so I kind of think it kind of helps us really uh, to keep breaking up the game and stop Warrington getting on their own momentum. But I suppose with referees, it's it's one of them, isn't it? Some referees like to let it flow. Some referees, you know, penalise everything. It just depends on who you get in the middle. Yeah, I think that Gareth Hewer is a, is a referee who um, who tends to give a lot of penalties. I know we've got um, Ben Thaler on Monday, and he, for, he, I think he's one of the better referees to be honest with you. He just seems to take charge of it, doesn't he? And uh, you know, he's a respected referee and I think he'll be one who will let a game flow. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not slagging Gareth Fewer off. I, I just thought some of the decisions were a bit funny. I know Naya Levels, um, 
I think it was just, sorry, can you, you can't hear the noise in the background, can we? My daughter's in the kitchen sink. <laughs> we'll <have to> <laughs> She's like singing the red Keep their eyes down. <laughs> um, yeah. What was I saying there then? Um, no, I, I thought Nia Levels got, got a shoulder charge in the first half because the touch judge came running on. And the referee sort of sent him off, didn't he? And didn't want to know. But but no, no I'm not slagging referees off. I just thought there was quite a lot of penalties in the, in the game where they didn't need to be, really. Yeah, I, I suppose one of them things. Obviously, looking at the stats, Paul, top tacklers, Griffin with 23, Lucic with 25, Burke with 22, McCarthy with 21, Daniel Murray with 22. You know, all sharing the load there. Normally, we get kind of one player who's doing kind of 30, 40 tackles and, you know, a nice spread, I think, there, especially through the forwards. Yeah, the, the forward the forwards packed one as the game. I thought really, you know, I was thinking about man of the match reports and um, you, you picking your man of the match. I couldn't really pick anybody on uh, on Friday. I thought the pack of forwards for me did the did the business. You know, every one of them. You know, Josh Jones, George Griffin as well. I, I've not given George a mention. I thought George Griffin run his blood to water. He was fantastic in, in the tackle. He was really strong going forward as well. Josh Jones, massive handful. He really is a handful. Josh Jones, isn't he? The way he, he takes the ball and he'll, he'll sort of sidestep and pinball off players and, and offload the ball. Gil Dudson as well. He's Gil Dudson reminds me of Sean Ruckerson. I don't know. He, he's that sort of same sort of upright runner, but he'll just run through a brick wall. And I've been so impressed with him. The work he does. Greg Burke. Another one. Um, yeah. All of them, Joey Lussick, brave as they come. We're good to see Josh Wood come off the bench as well, and uh, he did he did well when he came on. So and Daniel Warrior was excellent. The whole forward pack for me won us that game. They really laid the platform and took it to Warrington. And look at Warrington's pack. You know the guys they've got in there. Like I said Chris Hill, Daryl Clark, okay, they've got some class forwards. Ben Westwood, strong as they come, and and, and we did a real good job on them. Yeah, the big meter makers. Uh, Dudson with 114, Josh Jones with 120, Griffin with 108, Walker with 109, McCarthy with 109, Daniel Murray with 101, Olfert with 100, Hastings with 137. That's what? 1, 2, 3, 6, 7, 8 players there, over 100. Paul, that's just an amazing uh, effort uh, and shows how dominant we were. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was. Yeah, Adam Walker as well. I thought that's the best game Adam Walker's had for us. You've just mentioned him there. And, and yeah, it, it was. It really was a, a dominant display. It, it was surprising, really. I didn't expect us to dominate Warrington like we did. And, and my dad kept saying to me in the second half, do you think we need another score? Do you think we need another one? And it's like, I think that's how our mentality sometimes, isn't it? We're always worried of a, of a comeback. But looking back now, I don't think that game was ever in doubt, really, from, from that first half. We, we dominated them so much. and. I think I don't know whether they underestimated us or what. I'm not sure, but it just shows that we've got some good players at, at Salford, and when we click and work as a team, we're a match for anybody. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports from uh, man of the matches. Uh, Tracy, my kind of win. Um, man of the match was Josh Jones. Uh, Martin, uh, bloody fantastic. Uh, his man of the match is Joey Lusick. Uh, ha ha wire from Matt. Um, the entire seventeen. Parker, absolutely superb performance. His man of the match was uh, Jackson Hastings. Um, I'm sorry, I thought Jackson Hastings, Rob Louis linked up well, uh, I thought, on Friday. Yeah, I thought that's the best they've played together all season. I thought that's the best Robert Louis played all season. He was absolutely untouchable. Louis, he, he took the lion on. He, he committed defenders. He was dangerous. He, he didn't know what he was going to do with his kicking game. And him and Jackson, I thought they were unbelievable. You know, playing against a, a fantastic halfback in, in Blake Austin and, and Declan Patton's um, no mug either. He's been around uh, for a few years now at Warrington and Austin showed touches, didn't he, in that game? But I thought they, 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 they our two just totally outplayed him. Yeah, Colin Wilson, what a performance. Uh, he says the forward pack. Uh, Mark, 1 to 17, Hastings. Uh, Chris and Jackson, uh, sorry, Chris and Janet Shenton, a great team effort. Gil Dudson, uh, Gary Williams, forwards were immense. Uh, he's saying the forwards. Um, Stuart Platt, absolutely flipping outstanding, all 17. Colin Reynolds, team were fantastic. Uh, Jackson Hastings. Um, Paul Foster, uh, Hastings, Louis Show, and his man of the match was Hastings, like you said, both you know, very, very good on, on Friday. Natalie Taylor, perfect team performance. Her man of the match was Josh Jones. Uh, EB is a bring back Brad Friday. Um, yeah, I suppose it was a bit like Brad Friday, weren't it, for, uh, for Warrington? Remember the days when Paul Cullen. Um, brought out that little gem in an after-match press conference. Yeah, yeah, it's something that's always stuck, stuck in my mind. That Black Friday. And to be honest with you, we've had some good wins over Warrington over the years. I mean, it'd be nice to go and win it. No, 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 no,
come up with that performance. But Warrington, we've always they always seem to have that performance in them. I don't know what it is. We seem to be able to to turn them over, don't we? Sometimes, whether they underestimate us, I'm not too sure. But uh, but yeah, we've uh, we've had some good wins. They've had they, like they've had some good wins over us. They've hammered us a few times, haven't they? Remember that 60 nil game at Salford in uh, our last season at the Willow? They come and trumped us there. But we've had some decent wins against them. Yeah, uh, Ernie Fathead, uh, knife through butter. Uh, his man, man of the match was Gil Dudson. Uh, Andrew thought Tyrone McCarthy was was man of the match. Um, Red three R five. Let's beat Wigan. Uh, his man of the match was Daniel Murray. Harvey Red. Let's beat Wigan. Uh, Mike Woodbridge total rugby performance. His man of the match was held uh, one to seventeen. He also mentions that my prediction uh, on the uh, the he listens to the game. On the way to uh, listen to the game, listen to the podcast on the way to the game, Paul, and, and laughed out loud when he heard my prediction of uh, 38 points to 12. And he said he'd streak across the pitch if it happened. So I think it was you and him both blowing Inu's conversion wide in the dying stages of that game, so he didn't have to do a nutty run. Blimey, I bet he was unbuttoning his shirt there at the end, <laughs> ready, ready to go. <laughs> I know I was blowing that, uh, blowing that kick wide from from well, Inu. <laughs> So close. Uh, Roy Ellaby, happy Easter Salford, and his man of the match was uh, Daniel Murray. So, you know, good selection of, of players all getting man of the match. I think it shows, like you said, 1-17, to you were brilliant on Friday. And, and as a fan, uh, that's that's what you come for, doesn't it? You know, you go to the games that aren't particularly brilliant just to hopefully experience that one moment. And, you know, I came in on Friday. It was a game that, you know, we won't, we'll never forget. Yes, yeah, so there wasn't another guy there, Tyrone McCarthy. I don't think I mentioned Tyrone. And, he came in and did an excellent job, and that's probably one of his best performances for Salford as well. You know, he, he worked really hard in attack and defence. But just going back to the performances, I was thinking the other day about you know since Ian Watson took over, I've had this sort of debate in my head a few times. Who I think is the, my favourite coach or my best coach has been in the time I've watched Salford, and I think what I was up there now, going off the the, the games that he's won, he's given us. Quite a lot of good days out when you think about it. Good wins, you know. I'm thinking about the whole game a few years ago. We won by 50 points at Hull. We beat Wigan away from home. We beat Warrington on their own ground by 30 odd points twice. Now we beat St Helens at home by 40 points. We won the million pound game, plus countless others that I can't think of off the top of my head. But we've had some excellent wins under Ian Watson. Some games where we, we, you know, people have given us no chance of winning, and that that must be the sign of a decent coach. That because I can't remember any other coaches giving us this many sort of Especially away from home as well. We've had some excellent wins away from home with Ian Watson. Yeah. So, um, sorry, mate, go on. Yeah, so I was also kind of had to make, sort of make uh, the best of the Marman situation as well, chirping in and then wanting to disappear. And, you know, that kind of affects dressing rooms and it affects clubs, doesn't it? So he's had to manage that as well. And that, and that shows how good he is, I think, because there was a lot of uh, a lot of wind, weren't there, around that time. And, you know, he kept everyone focused on what needed to be done. And, like I said, I think he's. He's definitely up there with the best Salford coaches we've, uh, we've witnessed. I think so. I think so, definitely. And um, I'm just glad that we've we've kept our nerve, you know, because other teams and other clubs probably would have uh, shown what's in the door, wouldn't they? You know, after last season, we had, a, we had a bit of a rocky time, didn't we? And, you know, some teams can be fickle sometimes. Some supporters can be fickle, can't they? And say, let's get rid of the coach. And at least we've not done that. We, we've kept faith, haven't we? And, I saw some daft comments a few weeks ago when we lost to Hull saying oh we've lost four in the bounce now and uh, say, I won't say who said it but I've seen it somewhere on Facebook or whatever and I thought you know you've got to like look at the bigger picture sometimes about the, the work that he's doing with that squad there and it is it's about being consistent now what a great win it would be if we could if we could get a result against, against Wigan on Easter Monday I think it could really propel us then up the, up the, up the league we've got a, the real tough game at London on Saturday but they're winnable matches I think now for us um, and we play Leeds at home, I think. And these these are massive games. The games I think we can win. And a few years ago, I think we got beat at Wakefield, didn't we? Uh, when Masilla knocked the ball and over the line in the last minute, it was a really disappointing result. But then after that, I think we went and won about ten games on the bounce. If we could do something like that now, or even win five games on the bounce, that could put us, you know, in, in the top half of the table. And for you know, for the for them playoffs at the end of the season. I mean, top five it's going to be really hard for us to get in that top five. And I'd be really surprised if we did make it. But Look at that game on Friday now. It just shows it. If we could be consistent and perhaps keep our key players fit, I think this season now it's wide open. The league, isn't it, for this this grand final? You've got Wigan and Leeds who are struggling at the bottom of the table. Two of the big guns. So there's the space is there in that top five for for, for teams to be consistent to get in it and, and, and really make, perhaps 
create a shock this season. Yeah, I thought the atmosphere as well was a fantastic on, on Friday. Uh, you know, loads of noise, great singing. Make sure you check out Kyrie Morris's video of the, you know, the fans singing behind the goal. You know, that, that's what it's all about. There's no atmosphere and, you know, it's kind of a magical day. And it's a, a brilliant, it's brilliant to be there. Yeah, the atmosphere behind the sticks was absolutely outstanding on uh, on Friday. I was doing uh, my, mat, my match report at the end of the game, and I couldn't hear myself think. It was uh, oh, it was really great, and um, that that's what you want. And I think I was thinking about it the other day. I, I thought you know we've been we've been really good away from home this season. We've only won one home game, and like the, when I thought about the atmosphere against Hull a few weeks ago, it was pretty, pretty flat, really, wasn't it? And I think that that must lift the players that way away from home. I think we've created a really good atmosphere away from home. So hopefully we can start creating that at home. I'm hoping we'll get a decent following on Monday, and people will come out. It's going to be a nice day, and if we can get behind, if we're playing the Super League champions on Monday. And, what a message that had sent out. And I don't care what Adrian Lamb said in the press about him having injuries. They've still got a team full of international players. And whether you, it doesn't matter what Wigan team you beat, you beat Wigan. That's, that sets a marker down, doesn't it? And uh, hopefully we can we can get that result and keep building this momentum. Yeah, so that's our review uh, of the, the wanting to win. Next up, we're going to talk about the Wigan game on Bank Holiday Monday. It's time on the double of the So, so for the Devils at home to Wigan Warriors on Bank Holiday Monday, Paul, like you said, um, Wigan may be without eight players. I think it's a bit of a um, psychological uh, effort, that, from Adrian Lamb. Because obviously these Wigan kids who are in that sort of academy are no mugs. We've, we've played them before, haven't we? Um, I remember a couple of years ago where they've had a bit of an injury crisis and, and we got turned over at home. I know this team's a bit of a different team. And I'm I'm thinking that this squad is better than uh, the, than then, so I think it's going to be able to deal with that extra pressure of playing kids who are coming in who wanted to make a difference. I think it's a big spoke stream, Rob, from Adrian Lamb. I think he he's feeling the pressure because he's not got the results this season. What they lost eight out of eleven, I think they, they've lost. So that's that's poor from their standards, and I think he's just trying to take a bit of pressure off himself, and which is what coaches do, but. I, you know, if they say they've got eight players out, they've got a massive squad. They've probably got 10, 12 players more in their squad than us. They've got an academy. I think they've got a reserve team as well. They've got they've got a pathway of, of players there, haven't they? And I mean, I'm just looking at their squad now. I mean, Burgess is an international. Flowers, a Welsh international. Gildar, Greenwood, Hardacre. Tommy Lulawai, Liam Marshall, um, George Williams, Sean O'Loughlin. They're all international players, them, aren't they? So how many internationals have we got? I think we've got Josh Jones and Nia Levels who are in the England Knights squad, so that doesn't wash with me, Rob. I think it's a big smoke stream from from Wigan, and you know, um, like I said, trying to trying to take the pressure off them. So I wouldn't underestimate Wigan at all. They're, they're a decent side, and it won't be an easy game on Monday. I don't think. Well, I'm a Wigan at all. I think it's going to be a tight one. I expect us to 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 win. I think I think we're, we're capable of winning the game. Would I put my mortgage on it? No, I probably wouldn't. But um, no, I think that to say they've got there's some young kids in that team. I think Ludges, you by the squad numbers, there's a guy called Smith is at 38 and Smith at 40. So I presume they're they're youngsters that are in, are in the side there. But no, we've got quite a bit of inexperience in our team as well. So um, no, I think it's Adrian Lamb trying to uh, trying to pull a fast one there, Rob. Yeah, I'd say that as well, Paul. But you know, going into this game after that Warrington win. You know, there are going to be a few tired bodies. Do you think, obviously, do you reckon it took a lot of them on Friday, or do you think they'll just, you know, be able to continue to carry the momentum into the game? A bit of both. I think I think they'll be tired, Rob. I think it was a bruising game, wasn't it? But having said that, Wigan had a bruising game against St. Helens, didn't they? I mean, I've not seen that game. I've had a read about it, and I've seen some of the tries. And, uh, you know, that's always a physical game when those two sides meet on Good Friday, isn't it? So, uh, so I think both teams will be the same. It's how you condition. I know the lads were going for uh, recovery, weren't they, at the Village Hotel after that, straight from the match on um, on Friday. So I don't think they'll have been doing much much training in the last couple of days. Will they just be sort of recovering and getting their bodies right for what's going to be another physical game? We're going to a big physical side, aren't they? So so yeah, I think I think there's, there's going to be fatigue and, and tiredness there. But what you would like to hope, you know, the momentum from Friday, the players are going to still be buzzing, aren't they? And in Wigan. They're on a, a losing run. I think they've lost about three or four games on the spin now. Um, I think they beat us and they beat Catalan and, and then since then they've, they've lost the rest of the games. And So their confidence is going to be low. I think they're going to be desperate really for a result, aren't they? The pressure's building on them. 
Um, and they'd be expected to, to beat us. So I think defeat for them is unthinkable, really, in that game. So, you know, I'm sure Ian Watson, will, will, he's, he's picked the same squad, hasn't he? It's an unchanged side. So whether some of the players will, will get changed around, you've got Mark Flanagan and Junior Sauer in that 19-man squad for Warrington. I don't know whether they're going to play uh, on Monday. But, yeah, I think we're going to be tired, tired. And so probably setting in that last 20 minutes. But you're just hoping that the, the momentum the players have got and the... That confidence from from Friday might just see us uh, see us come on with a wet sail, as they say. Yeah, expecting a big crowd. Uh, I know Red Devil Two supporters bus is sold out. Uh, there's also WhatsApp groups for Red Devil One and Red Devil Two, so they can organise uh, the the coach travel better for people in there. I think it's really good the supporters just to really put in big efforts into into this, and it's going to grow the crowd. I think uh, you know in future months and years to come. Yeah, it's great initiative and it's great to see volunteers and people just getting involved, trying to help out the club. It just shows what Salford Red Devils is all about. You know, we are a, a club that is close to the community and um, there's a lot of good people at Salford. And like we said, we're not massive in numbers, but, you know, uh, we're massive in heart, aren't we? The supporters have got great hearts at Salford and uh, it'd be great to see a, a good following there, there on Friday. And, uh, sorry, on Monday, and as many people get down as you can, because it's going to be a good game. It's going to be an excellent game. You know, we're going to have the champions. Let's not forget, and it's always a massive game when you play. We're going to, it's the, one of the fixtures I always look for when when the fixture list comes out. So uh, it's going to be good weather as well. You know, Paul, the weatherman is predicting 23 degrees tomorrow. I think for for, uh, for Easter Monday. So uh, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good day. I, I can't wait for it, mate. So no cold. Uh, I, I always take my coat. <laughs> my missus always says that. She says you always have a coat on. I've just I've always been brought to take a coat because you never know it might rain or something. But no, I'll have my coat in my bag. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite easy, easy won't it? Surely won't But um, yeah, I suppose it's, it's what summer's rugby is all about, isn't it? You know, you, the sun's out, fans are out in the shot in, in the shirts and the you know they're in the pubs and the, and you know in the clubs and the, and the you know generating an atmosphere outside the stadium in, in the in the tent with Andy Steele and. I think there's a, is there an offer on as well, I think, for, for Fosters before the game, if you get in early enough. And, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, the club pushing things like that and trying to get people outside our bubble uh, to get involved and get interested in Because that's games like this, it is great game to play Wigan. You're just hoping that, obviously, the boys can back up this performance because what you don't want is a collapse. Because after we beat Warrington, everyone's interested, everyone comes, and then Wigan turn us over in, in, a, in a big way. What we want is a, is a solid performance. And hopefully, you know, I'd, I'd like to win, but if we are, if we do get beat, I want a battling performance because obviously these people are going to be switched on after our defeat, uh, after our victory against Warrington, and they'll be looking at this Wigan game, thinking what happens now. So even, mm. even us people who go every week are looking at this game, thinking how we're going to react after that fantastic performance. Like you said before, about consistency, isn't it? It's about winning week after week, you know, game after game, and it'll show how where we are. I think in this Wigan game, if we can. Get into that Wigan team early, you know. Get control of the game like we did against Warrington. Manage it, you know. Game management's important, um, and we can win the game, and then we can move on. And like you said, with the league structure the way it is, one or two wins makes a big difference, doesn't it, over the Easter period, especially with London next week as well. You know, it's three games in such a short period of time, Paul. Um, if you can go three from three in that period, that gives you a massive boost going forward. Gives you. Huge boost, Rob. You can't underestimate London. That, I and mean, we'll talk about that next week. So we've got to take this Wigan game first. So that that will that'll be difficult going down there, especially after that's when you'll find out how fit your squad is because you've played two games, and that third game is always the tough one. But you know that that's next week. But like you said before, consistency. And if you've had a fiver for the time over the years where we've had a great win, and then it's like the old saying, it's after the Lord Mayor showing it your week after you play a team and then you think you're going to win the game and you get beat I mean there's been loads of games like with Salford all the years but no disrespect to Wigan I, I don't think Wigan are a mug team anyway but we've played teams before haven't we? we've had a fantastic win and then played a lower tech side and got beat We, I think we've always got that without being disrespectful to Watson the players I think we've still got that in us I mean the other week when we got beat to Hull we should have won that game and yet we lost the game and the game against Leeds when we got, we got hammered at home we've still got those sort of Inconsistencies in our in our game at the moment, have we? And I don't know what, whether that's to do with this, the squad or, or, or what. I'm not too sure. But like I said before, I won't put my mortgage on us beating Wigan. I'm really hoping we're going to beat them. And it is finding that consistency now and, and getting that result. But do you believe in um, omens, Rob? I do. Because I've got a little omen for you. Here. Um, Fifty years ago, Easter 1969, 
1969. Yeah. Salford played Blackpool Borough away on Good Friday and won. We played Swinton away on Easter Saturday and won. Right. Two games in two days. Yeah. And then we played Wigan on Easter Monday at Salford and we won by 37 points to five. Against the, so 50 years ago we beat Wigan on an Easter Monday 37-5 we won so uh, 50 years on we could, there could be an omen in that but fancy that playing three games over Easter East Good Friday Easter Saturday and then Monday and players think they've got it tough now I mean I know the, I know the game's changed and things are totally different now it's a different era and all that but you know three games over Easter that, that takes some doing yeah it does take some doing obviously. I'm working as well they've got jobs as well yeah, I said they moan, don't they, players? But, you know, look back to them when they were playing three games in such a period of time. But I suppose it's different now, athletically. You know, it's all about. I don't think you compare the two eras, really, Rob, can you? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's totally different now, isn't it? You do work hard, it has to be said. I suppose it's that, that as well, and having to stay fit and not eat, you know, not eat, eat the right stuff and drink the right stuff, you know, at the right time of the day and stuff like that. It's, it's probably, you know, quite difficult, really, because we just. Come home and slump out in front of the telly and eat a load of fast food, don't we? I have to have to work, but they've got to make sure this. I don't know, do you? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, special boxer. No, but I do. <laughs> but it's you know it's, it's a tough game. It's a tough game, and, and the, the the athlete they're athletes, aren't they? Um, yeah. yeah. You know the 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 bodies are like a you know a temple in it. They both fucking like engine. They need it running right, and especially over each of these two games in you know three days, it's. It's tough. It's a tough thing, and uh, hopefully we we usually get that debate, don't we? I heard Jack Deere mentioning it on um, BBC Radio Manchester on my way home on, on Friday about the player welfare, and it's a debate that's had every year, isn't it, by players, supporters, officials, coaches, people in the media about you know the, the two games over Easter, and I don't know. For, for me, I think it'd be a shame to lose it because it's a fantastic time of the year, isn't it? It's something I look forward to every year. You know, I've not got Sky Sports anymore, but I've I managed to take the, the couple of games that were on one of the channels that I've got, and it's great to, you know, to the Aussie games as well. You get like a festival of rugby league, don't you? You've got your Salford matches that you go to, and then there's all the other games on the telly as well that you can watch, and it really is. I mean, look at the crowds. I was reading something yesterday on uh, one of the, the websites, I think it was BBC or Sky website, and the crowd, they've, they've got record crowds this Easter, you know, for, for the game so far. And there's been some huge crowds. I think Wigan got over 20,000 on Good Friday. There was, a, I think it was 11,500 at Warrington, one or so. And Hull got a, a great attendance. So I'd love, love the, the Easter period to stay, the, the Friday-Monday games. And, um, you know, obviously I don't play, so it's 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 not my body that's getting the hammer. But I think it'd be a shame if it, if it did go. Well, I think so. It is entertainment for the masses, isn't it? You know what I mean? They're, they're athletes um, and, and they're there to, to you know entertain and, and, and perform. And it's... I think it's important we get the two games, especially just for you know for club the club as well. Cause it's extra income uh, in this period of, of it's tradition as well, Rob. Isn't it? It's something we pride ourselves on, isn't it? In this country, it's always been there. The Easter games, hasn't it? Even in the old winter season. So obviously, it was towards the end of the season then. But <laughs> it'd be a shame if um, if we did if we did lose the two games because summer I, I love it. Absolutely love Easter. Yeah. Okay then, give us uh, your score prediction for the weekend. Don't forget, I was only two out on a Friday, so no pressure. Oh, where's my League Express? Oh, I can't remember what I've done with it. Um, I, I, I was roughly the same prediction I, I had a few weeks ago when we played. I think I, I've gone for the same one I had when we played him in March, 24-16. I'm going to go 24-16 again. 16, Salford. Yeah. So after my... I'm, I'm in red hot form, as, as I said. Only being <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go. I'm going to think it's going to be a bit of a... It's going to be tough. Obviously, blank on Monday after that fantastic performance, Warrington. The boys are going to be having to do it tough against Wigan, who have, have got a few kids in uh, with the with the you know the internationals. Um, I don't think we're going to score 38 at home, Paul, this week. That might shock you. So I'm going to go Salford Red Devils uh, 18, Wigan 10. Okay. 18-10. I think it's going to be a close affair, uh, and I'm thinking. Greg Burke under the post with about eight minutes to go. Wins us the game. Cool. It's like yeah. the feast of famine with you, Rob, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no in between. No. No, I think, yeah, that, I think that'd be a tight game. The only reason why I went 24-16, well, I was going to go for higher than that because I thought it was going to be warm. You know, if, if it is, if, there's all sorts of theories you can think into. It's going to be a warm day. The players are going to be tired because they played Good Friday. Is that going to open defences up? 
or is it going to be a bit of a stalemate where we're going to defence is going to be on top? I don't know. You tend to see a few points, don't you, in the, in the Monday games? But yeah, I'd, uh, I'd settle for either of those scores, mate. I'd, I'd just settle for a win. I think any win, any two points would be a massive boost. You know, to beat Wigan and Warrington over at Easter, I think Ian Watson and the staff, the players, they deserve an absolute ton of credit because no one had to give us a prayer to beat these two over Easter. Yeah, and if he, if it goes two from two and then three from three, you know, who knows what we can do rest of the season. Yeah, what do you think I should do with my winnings? I, I had a fiver on us to beat Warrington at four to one. So mm. I won 20 quid plus my fiver back. I yeah. also had a little cheeky bet last night on the boxing. Uh, Dave Allen, the heavyweight to win, and I won seven quid on that as well. So I've got 30 odd quid now. I mean, don't tell Alan. I've got no. 30 odd quid in my Skybet account. So do I dump all that? Because it's, it's, it's not money, like my money, is it? I've won it. So do I put all that on Salford to beat Wigan tomorrow? Shall I? Well, I, I think you might, well, I think you're probably best. Don't forget, bet responsibly. That's all I'm, the first thing I'm yeah, going to say. Yeah. Um, I think what you might need to do is it's all about um, by how many. So if you're going to go just Salford to win, your odds won't be very good. It's going to be odds on, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think we're going to get good odds tomorrow. It's so going to be go imagined, Salford to win by eight. Ten. Eight or ten, yeah. You put, I don't know what that'll be on, on your, your bet, Fred, account. Uh, yeah. other, other betting companies are available. Other betting companies are available. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know it might be worth having a flutter on that. Maybe I, want, I don't know if I dump it all on though. I don't know. I, I wanted to get on a roll. I've, do, I've done this before where I've, where I've won stuff and then put loads on. Then put you know you keep going. You can build a good and then I lost it all. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to try and lump a load on, win another load, and then I was gonna. I've just had a look at the odds today for Cardiff against Liverpool in the football, yeah. and Cardiff for twelve to one. So I thought, so I'll put 30 quid on Cardiff. I know I'm probably not going to win. I'm not going to win, though, are they? What do you reckon? No. 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 Just, let's just go, let's put half on and then keep right. half for a rainy day. Yeah, you're right there. That's the best plan. You oh. dares wins, though. You dares wins. Yeah, but... <laughs> no, don't. I'm going to ring Ellen and tell her. No, okay. I put half. Go half and buy Salford by, by eight. I'll have a think about it today. I might... I might have it a rest for a couple of weeks now and yeah. then and see. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll check the odds tonight and see what the score is. Yeah. While you're sort of wheeling and dealing in the betting markets, I'll be sat home eating Easter eggs, I reckon. That's because it's Easter Sunday. I've got, a, I've got a big pile of eggs here. I'm going to eat them all. Ready what eggs off. have you got? I've got a, a Mars one. I've got a... Is that yours or Rory's? Uh, well, it's, it says... Well, I, I do... Just siphon the odd one off when he's not looking. Do you do what some naughty parents do? Buy the kids chocolate that they don't like. Because <laughs> just, <laughs> just so my kids don't like Mars bars. So, so you'd be like, you'd be quids in there, wouldn't you? Yeah. It was, I did quite well. There was a, there was a, uh, a woman in sales selling um, you know, uh, Easter eggs off a table. Uh, I think it were like, was it five for, five for three quid or something like that? It was pretty magical, really. I just, just stumbled across her. So I did all me uh, did all me Easter shopping in one about one in one foul swoop. Um, so quite good, quite happy with that with that really. And now we're now we're reaping the award rewards now. Which is, uh, what are you up to this Easter Sunday? Anything exciting? With my dad, my dad's uh, for for something to eat. Uh, I can't mind having a walk around really. It's nice, beautiful outside, isn't it? So yeah, it's a nice morning. We'll have a walk around Eaton Park or something like that, maybe. You know, in yeah. This, uh, but we'll see, we'll see, hopefully. What about you, what are you up to? Uh, going seeing family today, mate. Yeah, mm. my sister's had a baby recently, so uh, going seeing uh, seeing the little one and uh, have a chat with my dad about Salford. And uh, that'll be it, really, early, early bed, I think. My missus is working in the morning, so I've uh, got to entertain the kids until she comes home. My, my young, my eldest Imogen wants to come to the match. She enjoyed it the other weekend's school, so I think she'll be tagging along with me again. We'll see. Yeah. It's going to be fun, it's going to be fun. Uh, so that's this week's uh, Devil in Detail podcast. Another great show, Paul. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Looking forward to uh, tomorrow. So I'll see you there, mate. Yeah. So big thanks for tuning to this week's Devil in Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening. Happy Easter to our last listeners. And we'll see you next week for more Soul for a Devil's Chat.
days a week, 24 hours a day. Live. Radio Contact.